Welcome to the Equestrian Zen Podcast. I'm Rachel Steen and I have Margie Pierboom with me here at the new Balance Point Equestrian Learning Center in Monroe, North Carolina. Today we got a letter from someone who is a positive reinforcement trainer and is training equines, donkeys, and mules and doing a great job, but she's also taking riding lessons from a traditional trainer. And there is quite a bit of stress going on because the traditional trainer is not set up for looking for signs of stress from the uh, horses that she uses and just had this story that was in this letter about how hard it is to address other people's horses that are stressed out when you are trying to learn, you know, something such as riding and learn it from someone who's not well-versed in positive reinforcement and how that struggle to remain true to your ideology of a force-free work partnership with equines is challenged by the traditional world. You think I summarized that okay, Margie? Yeah, I think so. After having uh, read the, the letter, I think that she's been aware from the beginning of the internal conflict of wanting to do this in a force-free way, but being in a facility by necessity that's not a force-free environment and traditional horsemanship. So, um, but I think it had been going fairly well and she was able to, to take her time and to approach her horse, uh, always aware of any signals of stress. And she was able to manage that with the horse. But unfortunately, this was a situation, like you said, where there were other variables involved beyond her control. There were other horses and riders involved that were beyond her control. And it really resulted in an increase in the stress level for her horse in a small environment. And there wasn't much she could do about it. And I, Unfortunately, what happens in a case like that, particularly if you're newer to positive reinforcement, is you begin to internalize it and say, I, you know, I'm doing it wrong. I can't, you know, I'm not learning fast enough, I'm whatever. And in fact, she really was doing a very good job of being aware and making suggestions of ways that it might be a, a little less stressful for the horse if we do this or if we go out there or offering uh, solutions for the horse, not fully tacking up the horse when it was under stress, particularly with the bridle. And so I actually think she she did a good job of trying to handle the situation and taking her horse and the need to be cognizant and of, of what her horse's needs were at that time. I think she did a good job. Well, this actually reminds me of something that has been on my mind this week. And that's, I started out training my own horse when I was a a young uh, teenager doing positive reinforcement, but I didn't know it was called positive reinforcement. I just thought, you know, from my experience taming feral cats, that this is how you interact with animals. And then as I started meeting other people who had horses and rode, 
then they started to tell me that, you know, I had to use a bit and that I had to do other things that I tried to stay true to the relationship with my horse, but, and it was my horse, unlike, you know, the letter that we received where it wasn't her horse, but it was my horse, but I was young and I wanted to do the right thing. And I had people telling me that I needed to do things in a different way. And I really think that it's important for us now to have a strong support group, Mm -hmm. you know, people that we can ask, you know, what do you think of this? And people that share our training ideology and believe in science-based training and believe that the animals have uh, certain rights to being, you know, not forced into things if it's not a matter of their health. And I think that one of the wonderful things about the internet is we can actually connect with each other now and meet people from all over the world. But it is really important to have people that you really trust that you can ask questions of. I'm I'm happy that this letter came in because it shows that she feels the student feels like she can ask me for support. But I think that that's really important for everyone to have a support system so that you're not left to feel like you are completely alone. Yeah, I would definitely agree with that. And uh, having our support group, uh, a group of of trainers, a group of women primarily that we've sort of developed together over the last couple of years has been invaluable to me. There's been plenty of times that I felt a little lost. Am I doing this right? It's not working out. Or I find myself in a situation where I can't resolve this conflict between uh, traditional horsemanship and my beliefs. And it's really nice to be able to turn back to our uh, group of uh, uh, friends and supporters and they, you know, that they've run into the same situation and they can offer some suggestions of how to handle it and, you know, into maybe make that part of the training process. So um, I would agree with that. It's been really valuable to have others to call on. Well, the, the other thing that, uh, as I was thinking about how did I get on the wrong track after starting out, you know, in a good way was that when things happened that made me really doubt myself, for instance, when my horse was diagnosed with a degenerative joint disease, then I put all the blame on myself and that I must not know how to do things correctly. So I'm going to listen to people who've been doing this, you know, working with horses longer because they must know something. And I'm going to forget everything, you know, that I believe in and just try to follow in their footsteps. But that, that came from that self-doubt. And I know that so many people who have, you know, hearts of gold feel self-doubt. You know, we're so often the ones that we assume that we must 
have done something wrong if we get if something happens that is is not good um and i'm not sure you know where that comes from exactly whether it's something that we grow up with since a lot of us are women and you know we're taught to take care of everyone and everything maybe it comes from there but the most important part of that is believing that not everything is our fault that when things go wrong they can just go wrong things yeah. just happen and it is not it's not reflected upon something that we did not foresee yeah and and that is something that i think is important for everyone to remember is that you're allowed to make mistakes and most mistakes are not going to cause anyone serious harm so you know it's okay to just kind of roll with it and and forgive yourself and even better don't assume that everything is your fault yeah yeah no i think that's a that's a really a good point to make and a, and, a, and a good way to say it because we we've all had we've all had doubts as we've come through this and and you're right i think a lot of us followed more traditional paths in the beginning because we were insecure or uncertain and then began to doubt ourselves so we went along with what was traditional and so it is it certainly is helpful and almost necessary to have a support group that uh, bounce some ideas off of and a bit, an example of is this is this particular letter and everything that you were reading and i i heard the description they were all things beyond her control. There was no reason she should have foreseen these things coming. And, and, but she knew in her heart that she needed to make a change for the horse. So the horse would not be put in a, in a stress, distress situation. But, but still she was doubting herself. Am I, am I good enough? Am I, am I learning fast enough? And, and I would sit her right down and say, absolutely, you are. <laughs> absolutely. You're, you're coming along fine. And, and so it's, you know, and maybe, maybe we'd have some suggestions of ways to, to do things differently next time, but sometimes you can't. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, one thing that I have noticed is that everyone tends to feel uh, everyone who's really wanting positive reinforcement to gain a foothold in the horse world, every, we all feel that we have to be perfect examples of how things can be done. And so therefore, when things aren't going perfectly, we get even more upset about it because, again, we want to present things, we want to present positive reinforcement as a... Um, a valuable tool that everyone should be utilizing. So that's another part of trying to have some resiliency, some emotional and mental resiliency when you're faced with pressure of people who you're afraid are, are judging you or judging what you're doing or judging you to not be doing it right or not be good enough having that support group is really critical 
to making it through unscathed or at least mm -hmm. make it through functional when you're dealing with people who have been indoctrinated to the traditional horse world. Mm -hmm. That's right. And, and I know um, with our group, when we meet once a week and we share videos and things like that, in the, in the beginning, it, we tried very hard not to share videos where things were not working because we wanted to show that it was all working. And finally, we realized that this was the perfect forum to show this did not go well. <laughs> or, or yesterday, my horse was a, had a different thing in mind, and this is what it looked like. And so it was nice to be able to show the, the journey, the whole process, and, and then to get their suggestions and hear them say, oh, yeah, I ran into that problem, and this is what I did. So to have the, um, to have the security and confidence in the group to be able to share your bad moments um, is, is really helpful. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, um, think that watching people be able to share their videos now of when things go wrong, it actually makes me feel really happy that they trust the others in the group enough to be vulnerable to them. And it reminds me of exactly how much punishment and negative reinforcement our daily lives are filled with that we are accustomed to protecting ourselves because we know that if we do the slightest thing wrong, then someone is going to make a big deal out of it. And that's one of the reasons I think really everyone should work on positive reinforcement in their daily lives and in every way they can, because we're the only chance at really changing the world. If we want to see changes, we have to change the way that the next generation problem solves and thinks and being able to come from a place where we are cooperating with each other. We're helping each other. We're basically like an ecosystem where Everyone has their role to play, and it's important for us to realize that even when we make mistakes, that they can also be good. We can, we can have good learning experiences. We can possibly make adjustments that would have taken more time to do down the road. We have a, a bigger role to play if we're fully participating and if we're not afraid of what's going to happen if we don't get something right. Right. Well, then for some people that are just starting out, what suggestions would you give them to, to find a group or a mentoring or a support group? Well, obviously we have ours beginning class starting up again this summer. So I would love for people to join that. And, or join in our on my mentorship program where you get you know one-on-one -on -one time with me. But if that's not possible, join wherever you feel comfortable. And if you're feeling like you're not being heard, or if you start to have more crying episodes, then maybe you should leave that group. You know, don't assume that if you feel bad, it's your fault for feeling bad. Assume that maybe 
feeling bad is a way of your brain telling you, you need to get out of that situation and create a better situation. You know, really, even the move here to North Carolina was a way for my brain to say, you know, you need to get some place that the air is not killing you. And, um, you know, instead of just going, okay, I shall suffer every day, find some place that maybe you don't have to suffer every day. And the same is true for support groups, I think. Air, support groups, they're both very necessary. Yes, (laughs) true. So I guess I would just, I would say if they, well, I I know you've had a, you've had a student recently, uh, the last few months who had looked for uh, other places and hadn't found one in the area that uh, until you came. And so I think it was, it was pretty hard for her to find that support group or that mentoring until you got there. But yet she managed to do a lot online, I assume, and and through manuals and books. Well, there, there are, it's, it's nice that there is a lot of information available online now, and there's several communities that people can choose from. Obviously, when you and I were starting out, we didn't have that option. So yeah. we had to struggle on, on our own, but it's nice that now things can be available for people. You know, hopefully we can find a few more people to, to join us in this uh, take over the world with positive reinforcement. Yeah. Well, well, it is a great way to do it and to share videos and to do some one-on-ones with you, even if it's uh, via the internet, you watching what we are doing with our horse at that time. It's been, it's been a very rewarding and comforting way to remind ourselves that we're on the right track and that we'll have some obstacles and stumbling blocks but that we're on the right track and, and, and it does pan out. It does work. So. Yes, it really does. Just uh, stay strong and, and find your people, find your tribe. So. Yes. Well, I hope that this helps someone out there and I hope everyone can find a, a group that they feel comfortable with. And if you want to find more, uh, find out more about, our upcoming beginner class, contact me, Rachel at balancepointequestrian.com, or you can look at our website, balancepointequestrian.com. Find us on Instagram at equestrian underscore zen, or look us up on Facebook at the Balance Point Learning Center. So thanks everyone, and look forward to talking to you next time. Thanks, Rachel.